Hello, this is Tim Convoy, the pastor of New Life Community Church located in Nashville, Indiana. I'd like to thank you for visiting our podcast, and I trust that God will just bless you and encourage you and speak to your heart as you listen to this message. Thank you again for joining us, and God bless you. Amen. Man, isn't it good to have a great defender? I mean, how many, I don't know about you, how many of you felt alone this week at any point in time in the week? I did. I mean, it was so good. I remember kind of sitting in that moment just like, I am, no one knows what's going on. And you know what? The Lord does. And I just was like, I mean, instantly I was like, the Lord knows what's going on. And so I'm good. You know, I'm not alone. He is with us. And I'm just so grateful for that. What a, what a song to come up to. And I'm like, I'm pumped. Like, you know, uh, when we sing, uh, we do I'll Fly Away, like everybody gets pumped, right? There are a few songs other than that one. And that one right there, I'm like, I am fired up, ready to go. Because there's so many times, you know, we come into a season like this where it's supposed to be the holidays. It's supposed to be Christmas cheer. And yet we're struggling with things, right? We're working through things. We're remembering loss. And we're, we're remembering those moments. And sorrow overwhelms us sometimes. And yet I love drawing this song into my heart and going, I'm not alone. I have a defender that is actually, you know, the thing about that defender is, is He's defending the sorrow that's trying to get into my heart, right? You know, and that's, that's what I need. And so this morning we're going to be talking about unexpected news. As we're drawing close to Christmas, there was a moment in time where there was some unexpected news. And, you know, sometimes unexpected news is fun. And then sometimes unexpected news is not so much fun. Right, it's, it can be a little bit of a downer, and um, we would call unexpected. I, I use the word uh, term unexpected news, but some of it would call surprises. That was a surprise. I didn't see that one coming. All right, but I, I love the term unexpected news. And um, the thing about surprises is God often uses surprises to reveal a greater plan and purpose, and that's hard to see sometimes. I was, um, look, I, I have, a, if you have a smartphone, if you, if any of you use a smartphone or maybe you have a, a dev, like a tablet type device, an iPad, there's an app on there called Uversion. It's the Bible app. And, um, <clears throat> Bobby Grunewald was the creator of that app. And how that app got started was he was actually standing in, he was in an industry where he traveled a lot. And, he, and in 2006, he was standing in a long TSA line in, at the O'Hara um, airport. And so, and you know, in 2006 was still pretty fresh. So it took forever to get through the TSA lines because, I mean, they were still, they hadn't put the system together. And so he's in this very long line and he's reflecting on his relationship with God and, and kind of his engagement with the word of God. And he said, you know, I, I wonder if there is a way to utilize technology to help me better engage with the word of God. And you know, and you know how it goes when you're standing in a long line waiting to get somewhere, you have all these rabbit trails and thoughts, you know, and, and he's just sitting there, you know, and he's like, all of a sudden this idea pops in his head and he's like, well, this must be a God ordained idea. So, I mean, it's probably going to fly like right away. It's going to be great, you know? And so, um, I better jump on this. And so he got with a few of his friends and he said, you know, here they pitched his idea and they're like, yeah, we're on board. And, and they said, let's go, let's do it. And so they, they actually created a website 
the first version of Version was a website. They launched it in 2007. You all heard about it, right? Right, because it failed. It absolutely failed miserably. And he, rem- he said he remembered sitting there when it was, you know, they launched it. It wasn't working. It wasn't, no one was hitting and no one was uh, um, coming to the website. And he's like, Lord, I know you gave me this idea. I mean, I'm standing in this long line thinking about how I can better engage with your word. I mean, I know you want me in your word. You gave me this idea. Why in the world would it fail? So he continued to pray about it, and he was like looking at it, and he, and he said he started watching. He said he started noticing. He was observing things. He said, you know, I noticed that companies began to change from computers to Blackberries. I don't know if anybody ever used a BlackBerry, but it was kind of the original smart device, smartphone. My wife had one. I remember when it had a little roller ball in it. And um, at night, she would be sitting in bed, and I'd be trying to sleep, and I could hear that click thing going, click, 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 click. You know, she'd be rolling that. I remember, and um, so anyway, he was like, man, maybe, maybe what we need to do is get into that market. Blackberries were, they were really the only device. And so he said, you know, let's go for it. And he told the team and he said, let's, let's go for it. And so his thing, his question was, what if we make a way to view the website on a smartphone? It's a simple question, it seemed like. And they did. That's what they did. And it worked. And for him personally, he said, well, we actually didn't hardly have anybody utilizing it, but it worked. But for me, the question I had, the initial question was, is could I utilize technology to better engage in the Word of God for myself? And he said, I was growing every day. He said, I was getting into the Word. I was seeing things. <clears throat> Apple announced um, that in uh, the upcoming 2008 that they were going to make it possible for people to develop apps and be on their phone. And as a team, they began to pray about it and said, you know, we feel like if if this is a launch for Apple, I mean, they're pretty solid in the technology industry. We should be on the cutting edge with them. And so we want to develop an app. We want to be on there when they launch. And so they worked really, really hard, and and, um, they just fell as a burden. I was like, you know what? It's working for me. It's working for my team. It's a few of us that know about it. We're not really growing in the BlackBerry industry, but maybe perhaps we'll be able to grow there. And so on the day that Apple launched their app store in 2008, there were only 200 apps available in that first day, and Uversion was one of the 200 that made it into the cut that day. And so for them, they just felt like it was, it was a godsend. And, and so what was once a failure, today they are on over 333 million devices, and each month they add to 4 to 5 million devices Sometimes your plan looks very different than God's plan. It was unexpected the way that turned out. You may be surprised how things turn out when you trust God with the vision he has given you. I love that story about Bobby because when he started out, God gave him a vision. He just didn't reveal all of it. He just needed to see if Bobby would step out in obedience. And, And you're like, well, why would God let him fail? Well, sometimes you need some failure to learn some lessons. 
It's not that God wants you to fail. It's that sometimes we're, we're not fully connected with all of his vision because we need to trust him. We need to let him walk us through some things in order for us to say, wow, I see how he carried me through that. I see where that didn't work. Okay, I see where that didn't work. And now this, we can go this way. We can make this work. And I love that story. And the crazy thing about that story is, uh, for me, I use that app every day. It's pretty much the first thing that I do when I get up in the morning. I, I have some reading plans that I do. And, and so for me, that has been an app that I have been using since I, I've actually had an iPhone since they launched in 2008. And so it was one of the first apps that I put on my phone. And so for me, that story has a lot of heritage and a lot of history because it is one of the main apps that I have consistently used and I've seen how it's transformed and changed my mindset and I've learned so many things just by being able to do that. I love the Word of God. Sometimes when you read just the Bible, you're like, Lord, what are you trying to say? And sometimes it's good to have other people's commentary or other people's uh, devotions that you can run through and easily access them. So I love that app. And I, I would encourage you if you don't I don't get anything for selling that app. just want you to know it's a free app. So, uh, <clears throat> But I would just encourage you, if you don't use that app, you have a smart device, a smartphone in some form, you should do that. But uh, we're going to pick up in Luke. We're going to be talking about a gentleman named Zechariah. Luke 1, um, we're going to pick up in verse 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Now, old is kind of, you don't know where that's going. I mean, that could be 40, or it could be 140. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Now the crazy thing about this, this I'm going to stop right there, because Zechariah was one of like 20,000 priests. All right. In that time and day, they had a lot of priests. And the reason why that they did the casting of lots to decide who would get to do the burning of the incense that day, they would burn twice a day, morning and afternoon. All right. And so, as you know, with most churches, there are some who want to do everything and there are some who don't want to do anything. Not here. But I'm saying other churches. But this church, as priests, the reason why they had so many and the reason why they cast lots is because they wanted to make sure that there wasn't an, a burden of power that shifted so that one person went to do the burning of the incense every day and the other guys didn't get to do anything or, or chose not to do anything. If they were chosen, if they were called to be a priest, then they had an obligation to walk in obedience and do the thing that the Lord had told them to do. And they were supposed to burn the incense. Now, they weren't the high priest. They weren't going into the Holy of Holies. Right, But for this day, casting lots, we don't know how many times in his lifetime that he actually maybe got to go in and do this. It was an honor. There was a level of excitement 
This was, this is my day. And the reason why is because most of them knew that there was a possibility of an encounter with God. Right? Going into this, into this place, going into this, to light this, the burning of this, of this incense meant there was a possibility of an encounter. So it was a high honor. He was excited. He would have been excited about it. It would have been like when, you know, it's like when you win the lottery. Some of you would be doing a jig. I mean, that's what in his heart would have been like, yes, finally, I get to go in and do this. Because so many people carried the burden and the job. And so you never knew who was going to get to go into that day. So imagine for me, I get a lot of mental images when I'm reading the word. All right. And I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, here he is, you know, they're doing their cast of lots. And he's like, yes, it's my day. It's my day. He's got to be excited inside. And I mean, I would have been, I, I think he probably high-fived a few people because I like high fives. Right. <clears throat> and so he goes in, right. And he encounters an angel. So let's pick up. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. Imagine that. He was excited. I mean, you know he was excited. And now, I mean, he knew he was going to have an encounter. And yet he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now I'll stop right there because I, I get this. I'm like, here is the man of God. He knows what he's getting into when he gets, when he wins the casting of the lots. He is excited about having an encounter with God. He has a little bit of fear. Angel says, don't worry, don't be afraid. It's all good. I got this. Your answers are being prayed. In my mind, I'm thinking, man, which prayer? Because I've said a lot of prayers in the last few days. I've had a lot of needs, and I've had a lot of things that I've asked you to move in. Huh, I wonder which one it could possibly. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing him like, hmm, I wonder which one. You know, and he's, remember, he's old. Right? And talk about unexpected news. Surprise, you're going to have a baby. And I think about that, and I'm like, whew. If the Lord came to me today and said, surprise, you're going to have a baby, I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. Like that was a prayer for a long time. Like I think I kind of forgot about that prayer. That was a few days ago, maybe even a few years ago. What are we talking about here? I mean, what are we doing? And how often, how often do we do that? When we get unexpected news, right? Depending on if it's good or bad determines our reaction. But the crazy thing about this news is he's answering his prayers. So officially it's good news. And yet as an older gentleman, he's like, wait a minute. 
I don't know if this is still good news. This is unexpected. We've taken a turn here. <laughs> and how often do we do that? The very thing that you've been praying for, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Wait, it's completely different than what I thought was going to happen. Wait a minute. That's what we do. That's how we react often. I do. I'm like, I've been praying about this. We've been praying about it. And then we'll get into it. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. This is not the way I thought it was going to go. And some will go, but you've been praying for it. Dang. Okay. I I have been praying for it. You're right. So let's read on. (laughs) Because his reaction is great. I love it. I'll pick back up into 18. Zachariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. I love that. How can I be sure of this? You're an angel sent from heaven. I don't know if I can believe this or not. We're going to need to take a poll or a test of some form. So I love the response. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I felt like he would have said, you nitwit, at that point in time, but he didn't. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. I, I love that good news because I think I feel like he's still going, I'm not so sure this is good news. I'm not certain about this. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at that appointed time. Now, some of you right now are trying to figure out what kind of prayers you can put out there so that the Lord will silence your spouse. But could you imagine our reaction so often is that very thing where we're like, when we've been praying about something and then the Lord begins to move, right? And we're like, I'm not sure if this is God moving it. What if he just simply silenced you? Because your doubt was such that you actually verbally said, I don't know if this is you. And he just said, well, I can stop that right there. You won't doubt me anymore. I'll just shush you. You will not be. Could you imagine just walking around telling people? We learned sign language really quick because you'd be like, how would you tell them? Well, God's moving. God brought this unexpected news today. He brought this good news today. It was unexpected. I'm processing it because it wasn't the way I thought it was going to happen. And so he just silenced me. I am so glad that God doesn't do that today because I don't know about you, but there are times when I see God moving in things and I'm like, I'm not sure if this is you. And I'm so glad that he allows me to continue to talk to him. Because when you're silent and no, and, and, well, listen, there's two things. One, if you're silent, everybody just talks at you and you have no way to counter so, right? You're just like, mm-hmm, mm-mm, mm-mm, you know? And they're like, speak, tell me, what's going on? I'm so glad he doesn't do that today. When I'm walking in doubt, when I'm not sure if he's, if he's moving, right? I mean, it's crazy. All of the years of prayers, all of the years of asking. And his first response was, how can I be sure? I mean, you're an angel. But how many times do we see God moving in our life and through people or situations very specific and we're like, I'm not sure. I just don't know. We have doubt and we have questions because it was unexpected. It was an unexpected way that it was going to happen. 
And here's the thing about it. Often when we were presented with unexpected news, our response typically, sometimes, I shouldn't say typically, sometimes, depending on what it is, is not met with jumping up and down for joy. That we were so excited that we couldn't wait. We were like, man, I didn't see it happen in this way, but I'm so excited it did. And so I'm just going to jump up and down. I am just going to let people know that I'm excited. Instead, we would say, hey, I'm going to need proof. I'm going to need you to give me some facts, data. I need a spreadsheet of some form. I I need some writing on the wall. Could you do something tangible, physical right here to give me the sign? How often does that happen? That's what we do, right? So I I want to stop there for a second because here's the thing. We shouldn't feel guilty about that. We shouldn't feel ashamed with that response. Do you know why? Because God understands we need a minute to process his unexpected news. He understands that we need a minute to digest and process this change of events placed before us. And he helped Zachariah. He said, well, listen, I'll just silence you so you can't talk about it. You can't speak negative. You can't tell people that you didn't want this because you've been praying about it for a long time. So I'm just going to shush you. And now you're going to have the next many months to really process and think about that. I'm glad that he doesn't do that to me. But we shouldn't feel guilty. We shouldn't be ashamed when we have a negative response to unexpected news, good or bad. Sometimes unexpected news is good. You just got to process to get to the good. Because the reality is this, high emotion doesn't last. Because that's what happens, right? When something unexpected happens, if you're really excited, that excitement wanes a little bit because you're like, well, okay, there's some reality that sets in. But then the opposite is when you first learn something in fear and doubt and all that high emotion sets in, you're like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 this is God moving. It's okay. It's good. It's okay. We'll get there. I'm going to get there, right? Because the Lord understands we, not only do we need to process information, but he also gives us an opportunity to call into Scripture, like Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I love that Scripture. It's one of my favorite Scriptures. I love the word, the term, for the good. Because when God begins to reveal unexpected news to me, I need to remember, for the good. I love him. He loved me first. What he has planned is for the good. And you guys all, you guys know the Jeremiah 29, 11, right? I mean, that's like on almost in every household these days. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I love that. The reason I love that word is the word hope is in there. Hope has been my word for 2018, Lord's already given me a word for next year, but 2018 has been hope because I have felt like that we are called to be hope dealers. We are supposed to be the ones that, that helps reveal hope to those around us. 
when we get unexpected news, we are the ones that are called to say, well, you know, you've been praying about you. You're the one that's supposed to remind them. You've been praying about this. I mean, you wanted God to move it this way. So have fun with it. I mean, you got to deliver hope better than that. But, 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 but that's what we're called to do. Because your response of faith will silence the accuser so that he is dumbfounded by your trust in what God is doing. Zechariah was silenced because of his doubt. But God didn't change what his plan was going to be. That didn't change what he was going to do. He just said, I'll stop your doubt. Watch what's going to happen. But we live in a world where when things begin to become unexpected or surprised or we didn't see that coming and we call on Scripture, we begin to silence the accuser so he doesn't speak into our ears like, and fill us full of doubt and concern and, and fear and worry. So let's go back to Luke. So we're going to pick back up into Luke because here we have a young lady with some unexpected news. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Now, the shock of this unexpected news was not that she would be carrying the Christ child. You see, because I don't know if you guys remember last year when we talked about uh, this time of year, we were talking about how in that day and age, many young women didn't just dream about a wedding day. They didn't just dream about getting married, but the possibility that there is someone who will be carrying the Christ child was in every young lady's mind. So for her, this was when this news came to her, it wasn't like, I'm the one that's going to carry the Christ child. Her news was, wait a minute, there's a glitch in your system. Because I'm not married yet. Her shock wasn't that she would be carrying the Christ child. It was that it happened in a very unexpected way. And isn't that how we tend to go with God? I mean, I've been saying this, right? Your mind sees it one way. You're playing it out in your head one way, how it's going to happen. And then the Lord steps in and does it completely different. And here we have the same thing going on. You daydream the possibilities, and when they unfold... It looks different. And you're like, time out. Wait a minute. This is cool and all. It's cool that I'm going to carry the Christ. You know, I, I just, these are conversations I have, you know, in my head when I'm reading the word. And I, I picture her going, hey, this is cool that I'm going to carry the Christ child. But you know there's a problem, right? I'm not married yet. He didn't silence her. But I love that her response had, she had two responses. I love that the angel said, you were highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, I think that for most of us, I, I'm speaking for myself, if, the, if an angel came to me and instantly said, you're highly favored, it should put me at ease. 
But the next line says she was troubled because she didn't know what kind of greeting that was. I thought that was an interesting statement that for her, here she is having an encounter with an angel. She's having a moment where she is going to be part of an event that changes time. And for her, her thing was, well, that was that was kind of a weird greeting I got there. You highly favored one. It troubled her. Like, well, what's this mean? What, how's this going to play out? Isn't that what we do? <clears throat> we respond to situations where someone says, um, hey, you know, the Lord is really going to use you. Your anointing is heavy. The Lord's going to use you in this situation. And you're like, oh, time out. Wait a minute. I don't think you understand what's going on in my life right now. I don't think you understand the thing that disqualifies me from carrying out your plan. How often do we feel disqualified? She was disqualifying herself instantly. She's like, wait a minute. I'm not even married. I'm not going to be having any children. I think you missed it, Mr. Angel. There's something that disqualifies me. And I think that I know that we all do that in time to time. When there's, we feel like the God's moving in a certain way, we envision it. We've got a daydream. We see it playing out this way. Then it doesn't play out that way. And we're like, okay, well, I still believe God's moving, but I'm not really sure. I'm trying to figure it out. And so you, you keep stepping forward. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, he really is moving. Wait a minute, he really is going to use me. Wait a minute, I'm disqualified because of this. Fill in your blank, whatever it is fill in that blank. This disqualifies me. Luke 1, 34. She said, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. I mean, that disqualified her pretty heavily, pretty quickly. I think you got the wrong, I think you missed. I think the over there, you needed to be over there with that person. She found favor carry Jesus because she was willing and obedient to do so. God is simply looking for people to be obedient despite the unexpected news that came along. Despite the surprise way it's going to play out, he's looking for people to simply be obedient. She went on to say, she went on to say, I am the Lord's servant Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Now, in my mind, I, I get the picture in this, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I, I, in my head, I don't know, I play out goofy things sometimes, right? So, But I feel like that they're having this conversation, and she's mulling it over, and she's like, I'm disqualified. I don't think you want in her mind. You know, she's not saying all this to him. And he's just standing there waiting, like, just say it so I can go. You're going to, it's going to be good. Just, just say the word so I can go back. You know, I just feel like he's just sitting there like, come on, just get there. I need you to process a little bit. You're going to be the one. Let's go get there. Okay. May your words be fulfilled. All right, good. I'm out. We're done. So I think that sometimes the Lord is just waiting for us to go. Okay. So yes, it's just going to be done. Use me this way. This is how you're going to use me. This is what I'm going to do. Okay. It's good. Let's go. Let's move forward. Sometimes he's simply just waiting on us. He's just waiting for us to say, okay, use me. 
I don't really like the way we're going. I don't really care for this. This isn't how I had it played out. For some people who are control freaks, um, I've been accused of being of that a few times. And so I understand, I, I really connect with this passage because for me, there are times when I feel like the Lord is saying, this is the way we're going to go, kind of like Bobby. When he was putting you version together, I'm like, this is the way we're going. Man, I am headstrong. We are moving. We are going. And if anybody stands in the way, I'm like, either you're on board or you're off. It's, a, it's simple. The Lord's leading. You're not. And then, and then all of a sudden it derails a little bit, and I'm like, I just told them, like, this is where we're going. Now you're changing it. Lord, what the heck? And he's like, well, am, am I leading or not? And I'm like, okay, you're leading. Let's, that's fine. But I just told them that we weren't doing it that way. And now we're going to do it that way. I know that's why I have them in your life, to help guide you a little bit, to help steer you, to give you some, direct, uh, some good words. God places people in our lives when we get in situations to help deliver good words to us sometimes. We need that. Sometimes we need someone's idea, and they go, hey, you should think about doing this. And you're like, that's not from God. And then all of a sudden, the Lord leads you this way, and you're like, okay, that was from God. I should listen to you next time. There's a reason why we do life together. There's a reason why people speak into our life. But you do need to determine whether or not it's from God or if it's just someone being controlling. Hmm. say all this to say that as we go into a season of celebrating the birth of Jesus next next week we'll talk about the good news this week I wanted to talk about the unexpected news I felt like the Lord really wanted to talk about with you and with me that we are in seasons of unexpected news all the time and what will we do with that what will our reaction be how will we move forward with it remember the lord is okay with us processing information we need to process things that come our way we need to process those unexpected moments but it's how we deal with those it's how we react to those that determines how God will be able to use us. It's how the word will be fulfilled through us to those around us. As I come into Christmas season, I think about all of the unexpected things that happened over the last year. You know, as we draw into the end of December and we begin to go into a new year, those are the things that we do, right? We look back. And as we look back, most of the time what we look back to are those unexpected moments that transitioned or changed our trajectory or our direction and what we were doing or how we were going forward. How will you respond to that? The bigger question is, how will you help others respond to their unexpected news? Because we're called to serve others. And sometimes we get so focused on our unexpected news that we can't help others process theirs. My challenge to you this 
season as we go into the, as we are looking forward to the good news, and we focus on the unexpected news, what will you do with unexpected news? Not just yours, but someone else's. The worship team is coming up. We're going we're gonna to do what Mary did. Because this is what Mary simply said. Because she goes to see Elizabeth. Zachariah and Elizabeth are with child. They're about six months in. And she, is, she has gotten word that, you know what? The Holy Spirit, the angel, came to visit and said, Hey, we've got a change of plans here. We've got an unexpected story coming your way. Your cousin, Elizabeth, is, is with child, and so, and so are you. And so they come together. I, I kind of envision this, um, this encounter time with them. Mary stays with them for about three months. But I look at it as fellowship time. They were having coffee and donuts. And they were talking about how God had moved. They were talking about how it was unexpected news. They were talking about how Zachariah will get his voice back in just three months. I mean, there had to be these conversations of like what God is doing. But what I love that after, after she gets there and they've had their coffee and their donuts and they've, they've been conversing, it's just she's just beginning and she simply says this. She said, Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Simply put, she worshiped. She just worshiped. She simply worshiped. Those words, the word, um, my soul glorifies the Lord. That was like she was emphatically, extremely excited about what was going on. This was all unexpected. She didn't see things happen in this way. But yet, but yet, here we are in the midst of it. God is moving. I didn't see it going this way, but I'm going to choose to worship. I'm just going to worship. I'm going to sing my song. The fact is that that, chap, that part of the chapter is called Mary's Song. It was her simply saying, I trust you, God. In the uncertainty of what you're doing, in the unexpected news that you've delivered to me, in the middle of all of this, I'm simply going to worship you and say, I trust you. I, I know you got me. I know that your good for me is better than the plan that I had. I just need to see the purpose and the plan play out. I just need to see it happen. So I'd ask if you would stand. I felt this morning there were two things that during worship, that just simply while you're worshiping, that there are two things that the Lord wanted to move in today. His eyes are closed. In the unexpected things that have been going on in our lives, in your life, in my life, collectively as a church, but I felt like that there was two things. One is, um, 
I've been having a pain in my knee, my right knee for a few days. And this morning I was just praying about it. And the Lord said, well, I want you to pray for someone. So if you have a right knee that needs to be prayed for, you've had an issue with it, maybe some nerve issues, some things in your right knee, I would uh, just ask if you would come forward. And and, uh, I'll have some people come up here, be ready to pray, and we'll just pray with you. I love it. That's awesome. And then the other thing is, as eyes are closed, the battle of the mind. That as you're battling the thoughts and the things that are going on in your head, the doubt, the worry, the anxiety, the fear, the things that you're battling in your mind as we're coming into the Christmas holidays and and we're supposed to be cheerful and we're supposed to be happy and excited and yet my your mind is spinning and stirring and worrying around and and you're battling the